joining me this morning, SEN commentator, a man who's been all across things, World Cup, and, of course, Graham Arnold's position here. Adam Kwasnick joins me. Morning, Adam. Good morning, Matty. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Welcome back to the country. You've been overseas for a little bit, but keeping your eyes on all things at the World Cup. So let's start with the latest result this morning. Portugal were unbelievable against Switzerland 6-1, and no Ronaldo for most of that match. What did you make of the decision first up to bench him? Yeah, well, an incredible result and a big statement made by the Portuguese manager, but they're calling Gonzalo Ramos the new Ronaldo. And uh, what, what, a, what a mark he left on uh, this morning's game against Switzerland, uh, scoring a hat-trick. He scored nine goals in 11 games for Benfica. And he's the man that replaced Ronaldo, and he, he really turned it on. The first, first goal was unbelievable from a tight angle. Um, they tend to Ronaldo on a number of occasions. He was just sitting there watching the game, and he did get his opportunity. Uh, but, you know, big headaches for, for the Portuguese manager moving forward because it's... Do I start Ronaldo or do I start the young boy who scored a hat-trick in a, in a round of 16 game uh, for, for the big quarterfinal matchup? It's extraordinary to think that Ronaldo is on the nose, essentially, with Portuguese fans. I mean, we know that he's been in the headlines and we know the drama over there in the Premier League, but I saw a report this morning, mate, that it's 70% of those that took a survey in a newspaper said that they didn't want him to start in, in this Portuguese side. And now off the back of the hat-trick by his replacement, you wonder if that 70% would go up to 90%. Yeah, 100%, Matty. It's an interesting one. I still believe, you know, uh, for his age, he still has a lot to offer. Obviously, experience being one thing, but he can still do some damage. And uh, I guess, you know, coming off the bench, he he made that substitution appearance, um, you know, late on in the game. Uh, there could be an element that if things aren't going well for Portugal in the, in the quarterfinal game, that they'll get him on sooner rather than later. But, you know, it's easy to say in hindsight, I think it was the right decision to start Gonzalo Ramos. Um, you know, he had a phenomenal performance, not just his goals, but, you know, he was a platform for many of Portugal's attack and, you know, it turned out to be the right decision. So, interesting moving forward. Uh, what they're going to do with Ronaldo. He's got a lot on his plate at the moment. There was a report there from a Qatari uh, club team, $313 million to get him over there. Um, yeah, there'd be a lot on his mind, Ronaldo. But at the moment, his team, uh, you know, three games away from a World Cup final. So can't wait to see how it all pans out. Yeah, we'll talk about Morocco in just a sec. But Portugal now $8 to win the Cup. So they're fifth favourite to win the Cup of the eight teams that are left, obviously Brazil favourites. Do you reckon that performance this morning might nudge them a little bit further up in favouritism? Yeah, potentially, Matty. I still think there's some some big big national teams involved. You know, you've got France, you've got Brazil, you've got England. Um, I, I, I'm expecting these teams to really flex their, their muscles in these quarterfinal stages. There's a big one on Sunday, England v France, and I think one of those two teams will end up going all the way to the final. Uh, but yeah, you still got Brazil. I, I think they're they're well placed, Portugal, and I, I think the betting has it right. I think there's uh, you know a few big nations ahead of them still uh, in the betting market, and obviously from a performance and, and player perspective as well. So I think they're well placed, and uh, they'll give it a red hot crack. But I think there's a few teams ahead of them at this point in time. 
So in the quarters, they face Morocco, and that's the match before the one that you just said about England-France on Sunday morning. So the 2 a.m. start, Eastern Daylight Saving Time for Morocco v. Portugal. What about this one this morning? I mean, Spain will just be in a head spin this morning. No goals in two hours of play, and then 3 nothing on penalties against a team that supportedly, or re reportedly takes a 1,000 penalty shots uh, at the becking of their coach. Well, it didn't work. Yeah, a, lot, a, a very young Spanish team, Matty. There's obviously, you know, uh, you know, good signs for the future. But yeah, they they just just got out in boot for parts of the game this morning, and obviously going to uh, a penalty shootout, it, it it's a lottery. It's you know, big players step up in the big moments, and unfortunately for Spain, it wasn't to be. But uh, you know, they'll lick their wounds and they'll learn from that experience, and I think they'll be better for it uh, in a few years' time in, in the USA. So then it leads us to the discussion back home. And obviously we've got those quarterfinals starting on Saturday morning and then into Sunday. Australia, not there. You've been over in Fiji taking a bunch of young blokes over there to get an experience, but you would have seen all of the news off the back of the Socceroos exit. And when I read this morning that Football Australia want Graham Arnold to stay, but they don't want to rush it and there's no need for a knee-jerk reaction, I thought that's a smart play in my opinion. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. I, I, I think, look, I, in, in my in my opinion, Matty, I, I think they should have locked up uh, Graham Arnold a long, long time ago. But And that's going off the back of what he does, um, you know, in, in the background. Like, he, he, he was heavily involved with the national team at, at the Olympics. And, you know, he's given plenty of opportunity for young players uh, to get their opportunity abroad. Um, you know, he's very hands-on. Um, and, 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 and thankfully, uh, the, the results matched it at this World Cup. You know, he had a remarkable couple of results against Tunisia and Denmark, um, you know, with clean sheets, clean sheets to add to that. Um, and then he was so close against the Argies. Let, let's, not, let's not sugarcoat things. The team that he took over to Qatar, it's not the most talented team, but what he gave them was a lot of belief, and he set them up tactically superb, he, he, you know, couldn't do a foot wrong there, Graham Arnold. And, um, you know, let's hope that negotiations are positive. Uh, but for me, I wouldn't be surprised if Graham walks away with his head held high and he tries to find uh, an opportunity at an overseas club because, uh, you know, he's a wonderful manager um, and he deserves his time. Whether it be in Australia or not, I don't know. But I think he'll, he'll head overseas, maybe to a European club um, and, and sort of... Uh, you know, test his strategies over in a, in a very competitive competition over in Europe somewhere. If there's no Graham Arnold in charge of the Socceroos, Adam, who's who's next off the, the next cab off the rank? Yeah, look, I think it's it's crucial that it, it's uh, with all respect, it, it's not a foreigner. I think we need to go local, and I think you know there's plenty. Plenty of good coaches, uh, you know, coming through the ranks in Australia. You know, um, you know, John Aloisi obviously done it all as a as a player for the national team, and you know, he's finally got some runs on the board as a manager as well. You know, taking Western United to <clears throat> to the title. Um, you know, Steve Corica uh, won many titles with Sydney FC. There's no doubt. You know, he could he could be in the running as well. But I, I think it's very very important that we we go local um, and we invest in someone with. With the same passion that Graham Arnold has, 
uh, and the same ideas, the same philosophy in you know, you know, promoting youth and giving youth an opportunity, which will set the national team up for, for many, many uh, World Cups to come. Just finally, how is Fiji? I mean, a, a lot of rugby league talent over there, but when you're taking young footballers over there from, from your sport in particular, I'm interested to know how that was received from both sides. Yeah, look, you know, Fiji is a fantastic country and, and you know, um, there, there, there's a bit of potential there, Matty. There's some good young kids coming through. They, they don't have the, the, the resources that, you know, maybe Australian kids have. Um, but there's some good raw talent over there. And, uh, you know, the young kids that, uh, you know, we took over from Central Coast Sports College were, you know, they they really opened their eyes from a cultural experience and, and they really appreciate just how good they have it. Um, and they were tested against some good young Fijian players. I think all Australian squads that went over there, it was a fantastic experience on and off the pitch. And hopefully from a Fijian perspective, you know, uh, obviously, there's more teams qualifying for next year's, or sorry, not next year's, uh, in four years' time for the USA World Cup. Maybe Fiji are a chance of qualifying for their first ever World Cup, but there's some good young talent to, to build off there. Great stuff, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Matty. Take care.